This program is brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu. My name is Charles Kindrigan, and I'm a professor of family law and have been for 45 years here at Suffolk University Law School in Boston. There's an interesting case that's, that I understand has just been filed on behalf of the participants in what's called the Sister Wives Show, and that these are people who are living in a polygamous relationship. It is not a legal relationship except as between the man and one of the wives because polygamy is prohibited in the United States by every state, and especially since the lawsuit's been filed against Utah, it's especially true that in Utah... They not only prohibit polygamy by law, but actually by their state constitution. And that was a condition for Utah's admission to the Union as a state. And, of course, it grew out of the great 19th century debate over polygamy, which raged really for half a century from before the time of the Civil War until almost the 20th century, and it involved the Mormon Church, which at the time was uh, teaching, I call it the Mormon Church, I'm talking about the Church of the Latter-day Saints, which actually had a rule that says if a man is capable of supporting more than one wife, he had an ethical and moral obligation to support more than one wife. A number of Mormons very bravely challenged that law, were subjected to arrest, were imprisoned and convicted, and the United States Supreme Court upheld that conviction. Later, the church itself was threatened with uh, losing its charter by an act by Congress, which was also approved by the United States Supreme Court. And at that time, the church's prophet had a revelation that it was no longer necessary to promote polygamy. There have always been some people who, within the church, or actually now separated from the church, who always disagreed with that judgment. But because of it, the Mormon church came to be more accepted in the United States. So that's a little bit of the history that led to, ultimately, to the filing of this lawsuit against the state of Utah, and the participants, who are people who are somewhat familiar to the public because of this television show in which they are participants, now argue that the state unethically or illegally or unconstitutionally refused to allow them to enter legally into this polygamous union. The United States Supreme Court in 2003 decided the case of Lawrence versus Texas. In that case, the court ruled that the state of Texas had no right consistent with the Constitution to criminally prosecute or to threaten prosecution of two men who were engaged in a same-sex relationship, including having sexual relations with each other in private. The court said it's not the business of a state to be entering into, as it were, people's bedrooms and trying to prosecute them for private activity as long as they were adults, were, did consent, 
there were no children involved and there was no compulsion involved as long as those factors existed then it's no business of the state what people do in their own bedroom now I understand that at the time the Texas versus Lawrence case uh, got most of its attention because of the same sex aspect of the relationship and indeed the dissenting judges in that case argued that the court had just opened the door to same-sex marriage and it was only a few months later that Massachusetts became the first state to recognize same-sex marriage and of course among other things the court in Massachusetts cited Lawrence versus Texas. This instance now is an entirely new use of Lawrence because the attorneys for the plaintiffs will probably argue just as a state has no right to interfere in private sexual relations it also has no right to prohibit or to even criminally enforce its anti-polygamy laws. I suspect that the argument is far-stretched and uh, probably will not be successful. One is always reluctant to say that about potential decision of the U.S. Supreme Court, but it does seem to me that Lawrence versus Texas doesn't quite go so far as to suggest that a state of necessity must allow polygamous heterosexual marriage relationship. It seems to me that much of the issue involved in polygamy down through the years had to do with a number of different kinds of considerations, certainly the well-being of children, certainly the fact that in many instances early on, and perhaps even today in some of these cults, there are allegations uh, relating to forcible uh, requirements of young women that they enter into marriage with much older men. Of course, this has been much studied, and it seems to me that uh, these arguments are going to have to be addressed ultimately if the plaintiffs were going to prevail in this case. Keep in mind that there is a marriage here. The marriage, of course, is between the man and the most senior wife. There are about 40 countries in the world which recognize polygamous relationships legally, and these are countries with a strong Islamic tradition. So this is not internationally an unknown situation. But it hasn't existed in our country except in the context of the Mormon church and its many offsprings that are considered heretical by the church, such as the participants in this instance. I would hope that eventually we would address the whole question of polygamy because there are many polygamous unions in this country that are not legal but are socially difficult, do present difficulties, because these are people who come from foreign countries and bring with them their own religious and historical traditions, including recognition of polygamous relationships. You can well imagine that uh, since our law does not recognize such relationships, that they exist kind of outside of the law, and there isn't much in the way of legal remedies available when these relationships end or when these relationships, when issues of children, care of children, and so forth come up. 
the uh, issue of children has been particularly, however, prominent, not in these cases, but in again in the Southwest, as you know or may remember a few years ago, the state of Texas removed children from a, a polygamous compound for some period of time, took them away from their parents. I don't know whether or not there is any socially strong evidence as to the effect of polygamy on, on children, but certainly that is going to be part of this debate, I think. It certainly is something that most of us in our family law courses introduce and, and try to deal with, not on a daily basis, but at least at some point during the course, because we'd like our students to think about these kinds of of issues that are real and they affect real people. This preceding program was brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu.